Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. 138 is the time here in the KSL Newsroom. Uh, Some heads up here. On the horizon, we have a few things coming up. President Trump's campaign will likely be making a statement, possibly President Trump himself, uh, as his camp calls for a recount in Wisconsin. That a state which was just uh, earlier this morning called for Joe Biden, uh, though it has fallen within the one percent. If the if the margin is under one percent, then a candidate is entitled to call for uh, a recall. Interesting little bit of uh, <laughs> Wisconsin trivia is that under one percent, a candidate, uh, the the trailing candidate, can call for a recount. Uh, it'll cost him about three million dollars. Now, if if the margin between the two candidates is below a quarter of one percent then a recount is triggered automatically and no expense to either candidate. Interesting little trivia, in case you're ever faced with that uh, while playing Wisconsin Electoral Trivia Pursuit. You are now armed with the answer. Uh, So we may be hearing from the Trump campaign soon and the most recent information on that Biden press conference uh, likely to take place about 20 minutes from right now. So if and when either of those kick off, you can count on hearing them here on KSL News Radio. Joining me on the program, I am honored uh, to welcome back to live Mike Doug Wright, sir. How are you? I'm doing great today. Thanks, Lee. Now, tell, tell me why you're doing great. That was one of my questions I, I had for you. You have faced days like yesterday and today, uh, you know, countless times in your career, in your long storied career. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, how do the emotions I'm, of today compare to say yesteryear? Well, you know, I'm. I'm just watching the process, and the process is always so fascinating, and each and every election is different. Uh, The personalities that come into play, the states that are watched like hawks, and some of the little idiosyncrasies in every single election, every single election, even when it's somewhat of a, a sweep you know, has its interesting anomalies and its own personalities. But, you know, I, ha- I have to admit, you know, you get so caught up in it and y- you you watch those numbers and you go to bed thinking one thing is going to happen and you wake up in the morning and, uh, boy, things have radically changed, which did occur last night. But it's the process that uh, fascinates me. It's uh, It's just the the amazing mechanism that's put together in our country. It's been here pretty much since the founding, and it's it's just amazing to watch. And each time there's something uplifting, each and every time there's something distressing, yeah. and democracy is not a clean deal. You know what I mean? It's messy. There have been many who characterize this race as unique and different and ultra-partisan and divided and that there are uh, kind of unique elements of it that uh, have been damaging to democracy. And yet I'm reminded, uh, just as you said, that we've had a process in place uh, for years and years and years. Uh, Help put minds at ease uh, in in knowing that essentially this too shall pass. Yeah, I I was going to use that exact term. I had a great old uncle, and, you know, when I'd be whining about something or there'd be something that was distressing me, he'd, he'd just look at me and go, Doug, this too 
will pass. Now, those that are saying there are some real differences, they are really right. And there are some things, and, and every election, as I've mentioned, there are things that are different. There are things that are almost unprecedented, but maybe not quite if you really do your research. But there are some unique things here. We're seeing a style that I've never quite seen before. We are seeing some, I'll, I'll use some charitable words here, we're seeing some eccentricities <laughs> that I've never seen before. I, I know you and, well enough to know that code word. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know who you're talking but, you about. Know, but, you know, the, the other thing, too, and, and this mildly distresses me, I, I have to be honest. Most, I, for example, one of the most contentious races, and certainly the one that went all the way to the Supreme Court, the year 2000, I can remember standing there in the KSL combined newsroom with TV. Deseret News wasn't with us yet at that point. We're all standing there, and NBC calls it for Al Gore. And we, we are all just going, whoa, okay, you know, other media outlets hadn't. And then you look at what happened with the hanging chads, again, Florida, right at the epicenter, went all the way to the Supreme Court. But when push would come to shove, and I've seen this over and over and over, over now many years of observing elections, even when I was a little kid, ultimately, what was best for the republic comes to the forefront for everyone, even if they're on the short end of the stick. And even though I wasn't the biggest Al Gore fan in the world, I think ultimately the way that was handled uh, was was admirable because you don't gnaw at, at the pillars of the republic. I am distressed a little bit by kind of sowing the seeds of doubt and sowing the seeds of, of uh, the, the fraudulent nature of everything when basically what we're seeing yeah, it's messy, and yeah, it's even confusing sometimes, and yeah, seeing numbers bounce back and forth, but that doesn't mean that there's fraud. It doesn't mean that the election is being stolen. It just means we once again are just watching a brand-new rendition, a different scene, a different choreography of the age-old act of the American Republic and our very interesting way of doing business that makes us so unique. That's the one thing that I think is corrosive in this that might be putting a little pit or two in, in the fabric of, of the Republic, because there are certain things you don't do. There are certain things you don't say. And if you are going to say them, you darn well better have something to back it up. And uh, that that troubles me in this election. Yeah, uh, Doug Wright, thank you so much for your insight here and your, your your wisdom and your generosity with your time to come and share these thoughts with us. Thanks again. You don't want me to sing a few tunes? Hey, listen, commercials can wait. What do you got? <laughs> well, gosh, we can't get in the way of the commercials. We all know that in this business. Lee, thanks so much. I really appreciate the invite. And this, too will pass and it's fascinating to watch it's the best show in town that's the way quick break when we return we're going to take a look at the local races and how they have either shaped up or are shaping up as we await results i'm talking about uh the race for governor i'm talking about utah's fourth congressional district and i'm talking about utah's first congressional district which has a brand new character in the play in blake moore 40 years old youngest member of the delegation quick break and back with more here on live mike i'm lee lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. 
It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.